The Adulting with ADHD podcast is not a substitute for medical advice. Please see a medical professional if you think you have ADHD or have ADHD and need additional assistance. For podcast archives, please visit patreon.com slash adultingwithadhd. Hello and welcome to the Adulting with ADHD podcast. In today's episode, we're diving into strategies to make our ADHD brains work for us, not against us. But first, some announcements. Thank you for your patience as I ease back into my podcast production schedule. Um, I'm a little late again this week. This one's another short one. Sorry, guys. But our family's all recovered from our respective illnesses. We're getting back into school. So anyway, that was the announcement. And I have one more announcement. That announcement is, do you guys remember a couple of years ago when I interviewed Dr. Sandra Cooey on the show? She was a really awesome Dutch psychiatrist researching the relationship between hormones and ADHD. Okay, the work she's doing is incredible. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, totally catch the replay. It should be in the feed. I, I dropped the replay in the summertime. And it should still be in the podcast feed. So yeah, there's an update from that episode. She's very close to releasing the women's health survey she mentions in the interview. It's a research opportunity for women with ADHD and participating contributes to this novel research. And you also be heard by scientists and health professionals. It's, it's a really great thing they're doing. It's a big deal. So yeah. If you want to be a part of that, you, what you would do is you would join the waiting list at PsyQ. And I made it real easy. I made one of those pretty links just so you can get there quickly. It's adultingwithadhd.com slash study. It's going to send you to the ADHD Women Project, which is an initiative of ADHD Europe. Also, if you're not familiar, ADHD Europe puts on some really great webinars Definitely check those out, too, if you're unfamiliar. Uh, I'll try to remember to drop those into the show notes as well. Dr. Cooey, in particular, has a really good one that was very eye-opening when it came out, when it did. I think it's been a couple years now. All right. As far as today's episode goes, it's also the last episode was like, New Year, old me. This is one more episode about beginnings and whatnot and getting your shit together. I have one more contribution to this conversation, and it all started because I was recently volunteering at the food bank. I was really blown away by how efficient and organized it was. I just was picturing the Hollywood version of you go to a food bank, at least what I think of as a food bank. Usually it's like a small space, and, and it's not like a military operation, basically, is what I'm saying. I just pictured it being really like casual and whatnot. And it was casual, but at the same time, because of the size of the food bank I went to, it was a really big food bank and they have a warehouse situation, which I had never seen before. Um, and yeah, it was just like this full scale industrial op operation. I was blown away. There were tables for sorting, boxes, specific boxes for specific purposes, a special place to discard your items and so on. And all of it was tied together so well. They, they had parameters of this. The, these are the conditions for throwing this out. These are the conditions for keeping. If you keep, this is how you know where to categorize them. And it just made me think a lot about ADHD during that shift because there's just so many 
there's so many tasks our brain has to execute to be able to do really complicated stuff like that. Executive function, right? And I was really flailing for the first half hour, <laughs> maybe an hour. By the end of it, it was like, yeah, I get it now. And it was cool. It's cool. It made me think a lot about my own struggles with managing clutter and chaos. And in this case, it wasn't clutter and chaos. It's donated um, food, right? But you can imagine you just get boxes and boxes of um, random contents of people's pantries and you have to organize it, right? The food bank reminded me of this project I had going on in my garage. And it also reminded me of the power of simple strategies that when compounded over time can make a huge difference. And I always go back to that and I always know it to be true. It's so easy to get lost in your feelings and just want to go like 100 miles per hour. I totally relate. But it always goes back to those little steps compounded over time. And I find that to be the truth anywhere I'm at, not just in terms of my ADHD struggle. So today we're going to talk about two of the strategies that have helped me immensely. And they're called containers of time and habits you can stack. Let's start with containers. I want you guys to see what I did there. It's like a another New Year's episode and I'm talking about containers and stacking. Okay. Imagine your week as a series of buckets, each designated for a specific theme. You've probably seen content out there about like time blocking or whatnot. That's what I mean when I say container. So I have one called a morning bucket. I don't call it that, but let, we're going to call it that for this for this discussion. And in the morning, there's just two or three things I'm doing, right? I'm getting ready for the day, brushing my teeth, taking my kid to school. I'm just revving up, getting my day started. It's a lot more than two or three things. I usually have to pack a lunch and make sure my kids had her medicine and all that. So, you know, it's not just a routine. It's a trigger for the rest of the day. It's going to, every little step of the way, it's going to trigger another thing. And if I can think ahead and be strategic, I can increase the odds that I need that I can do, complete certain tasks. And, and this is why it's important to keep the containers really simplified, because I don't know about you. As soon as I start doing one thing, I start getting cocky. I can run errands. I can uh, renew my driver's license. I could get my car inspected. And you can't do that. You got to wait for your container for that. And you can't just do it during the morning bucket or you're never going to get started at work. And this all, yeah. So yeah, the morning bucket triggers or the morning container triggers the work container. And, and you, my work container is usually one large chunk if I am hyper-focusing. But if I have a lot of little tasks, it might be like two medium chunks. So this whole work container spans six to eight hours. That's just how I do it. I have a little bit of flexibility, not a ton. And so what I try to keep in this container are just work related tasks. I'm trying not to pay my bills on the computer. I'm trying not to put in a target order. Although I will tell you when it is urgent, I do slip in a good target order here and there, but I try to avoid it. Same for dealing with bank stuff or whatever. But you know, sometimes something's urgent, it's urgent. And that's the thing. Yeah, you got to have the structure, but you also have to have the flexibility. And usually within this work container, I have another container. And that's, I call it lunchtime. This is, it doesn't have to be lunch per se. Sometimes I skip lunch because I'm not hungry, but I should have still stopped. Even if you can snack while you're working, like it's, you got to get up and away from that monitor. Or in my case, I get these massive headaches if I've just spent the entire day at the computer. And then if you don't eat, that's not good. And you got to take your meds and all that. Yeah. I, even if you're, even if I'm not hungry, I do something for myself. I'll read, I'll curl up with my Kindle read a book or I'll 
soak in a tub or take a really take a nice shower or something something and yeah so you can eat at your desk i know people that people talk bad on eating at your desk i think it's totally fine but you as long as like you're doing something away away from the computer so yeah the key here is intentionality without over scheduling we need structure but not to the point where it feels suffocating Respecting these containers, especially not letting work spill over into personal time, is crucial. Weekends have more fluid containers. I have fixed boxes of priorities, but they can be moved around based on what else is going on and how I'm feeling. Stuff like family time, meeting friends, and a dedicated slot for working on the show, which I'm doing right now in my Saturday container that I have. For that purpose. And it's like the only me time I get once a week and it's supposed to be for podcasting. So that's just for me. That's just how I do it. All right. Habit stacking or task stacking. This strategy is all about combining activities or tasks. It's achieving two different things. And it's just if you can work up the momentum for one thing, you might as well achieve. This is the all two kill two birds with one stone thing. And as long as you don't maximize it too much, it can be pretty helpful. For example, my volunteering shift at the food bank was not just about, okay, <laughs> of course, I want to make the world a better place. And I do want to help. I really need to get some physical activity in my life if I'm going to be sitting at a desk all day. That's when I started doing this. And originally, I was going to, this is actually a really good learning opportunity here that I'll share with you. Originally, I was going to do it once a week. Because you're supposed to have 150 minutes of activity a week. And guess what? The shift is 150 minutes. So I thought, shit, I'll just do that once a week, right? My, my husband, he's so sweet. He's supportive, but he always reminds me, like, just take it one week at a time. Because he can re remember a lot more than I can. But anyway, so um, this week I signed up for the food bank again, or I was about to. And then I'm like, gosh, I really need, I need some time to rest right now because I just had a lot going on and I didn't want to do it frankly and so I'm gonna I'm gonna try once a month to start and ramp up from there and it's like exercise or anything else you just got to be intentional about it but with us it's even harder right like even if you want to it's really hard to get that momentum so it's not fair to pressure yourself to do it once a week going from nothing so yeah just Take it easy, pace yourself. So yeah, some other examples of how I've done this. I've like I had this year where I was going on nature walks with my husband in the morning. I really miss those. And it was sunlight and movement. And then if you wanted to really you could pop on a podcast. So then you're either learning or entertaining. So that's three or four other habits right there. So I, I love it when I find something like that. Hit hits all those sweet spots. A hot aromatherapy bath. By candlelight with relaxing music, I pair this one with drinking water. Yesterday we put on a I put on a podcast with my husband and we like like just turn on the lights and put on a candle and it, I, and it wasn't cheesy either and it was just like nice to not zone out in front of the TV like just listen to a podcast. It was Strike Force Five, by the way. If anyone's curious, I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. And then a, a close cousin to. Habit stacking is habit swapping. So anyone who's ever quit smoking or has tried, like when you quit smoking, they always say, all right, what's that substitute habit you're going to do instead? So I think about that a lot whenever I'm shutting down a habit. I want to replace it with another. And so for me recently, 
I finally caved and got a Kindle so that I could just scroll through books and not be so tempted to doom scroll. Because I know you can do like a Kindle app on your phone and read books on your phone. But for me, I was just, it was too easy to check my email and receive texts and all that stuff. So I, it's been life-changing and I, I don't exaggerate because I just, I think anytime you add something in your life that's going to make you feel good, there's just, that's never a bad idea ever, especially if it's just a book and you're not hurting anyone. It just really, imp it really improved things in the evening. It really did help me feel less like I'm rotting my brain out at night. So to wrap up, these strategies, time containers, and task stacking, they're about making our lives more manageable and enjoyable. They are not about changing who we are, but about leveraging our unique ADHD traits to our advantage. So over to you, I would love to hear how you've been managing your ADHD. Do you use similar strategies? Do you have any really great ideas we absolutely have to know about? Share your experiences at contact at adultingwithadhd.com. And if you enjoy our discussions, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And that's it for today's episode. Until next time, happy adulting.